Hey, 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 welcome to the True Girl MomCast, where we'll learn a lot, we'll laugh a lot, and have biblical conversations about raising daughters, because the struggle is real. But guess what? You, my friend, are not alone. I'm one of your hosts, Janet Mylan. I'll be joined momentarily by my friends, Dana Gresh and Shani McKenzie. On today's episode, we'll learn that we all have difficulty pronouncing the word daughter. We'll also see that Dana forgets the age of her own son. And most importantly, we'll talk about why your daughter needs the wisdom of God as she navigates through all the opinions competing for her belief system. You might be surprised to hear that 70% of moms seem to be afraid to teach their daughters to pursue wisdom on their own by meditating on God's word. Let's dive in. Here's Dana. Wow, what an historic day here at True Girl. For it, True Girl's almost 20 years old, and for the last five or 10 years, we've been experiencing so much growth that I've been praying that God would bring me some fellow moms to help lead the ministry and to be the faces and the names and the encouragement. And guess what? I'm sitting here with them today, and we're recording the first True Girl Mom cast. I want to introduce you, Janet Mylan and Shani McKenzie. They're both being so quiet. They're both being like, Dana's talking. Let's not react. Let's not interact. <laughs> Say hello. Hello. Wow, that's Shani McKenzie. So, Shani, you just won the jackpot. You get to go first. Shani, oh, tell us well about then. your children and maybe what is your mom style? Okay. Huh. So first, I have three beautiful, wonderful children, Um, 13-year-old girl named Carice, a 10-year-old girl named Soraya, and my little man-man, Judah. He is a cutie. Mm -hmm. He's the last of the Mohicans. That's what I call him. No more. (laughs) The last of the Mackenzies? Yes, he's the last of these Mackenzies. Yes, yes. Yeah. But my mom's style, well, I will tell you... I did ask my daughter uh, this question the other day. Just, you know, sometimes I like to take the temperature a little bit. And uh, I'll tell you what she told me. (laughs) She said, you're honest, Mm. you're relatable, and you're expressive. So the first two, I was was on board. (laughs) But the expressive part, I'm still wondering what she means. (laughs) What Uh, What do you think? I was like, like drama expressive? Or you're just like awesome and over the top, or you're doing a little too much, mom, expressive. So we're still working that one through. But um, yeah. I'd say, you know, that's, that's like pretty that. much my mom's that's, style. That's yeah. a, okay, I like, I like it. It's good. Expressive. Them, you are an, Yeah, you are expressive, yeah. I'll say. <laughs> Why are we getting stuck so on that I one? I love I you. Like <laughs> I gave two other ones. <laughs> well, Shani is a new friend. I met her just a few months ago, and she's been helping behind the scenes at True Girl, and now she's full-time with us, Yay. and you are going to love her. But my other co-host of this program, Janet Mylan, we've been friends for almost as long as True Girl has existed, about 20 Forever. years. Forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Which I mean that in a positive way. Like forever. Ever, yay. Yeah. I'm glad you said it that way. Yeah, Clarified. Yeah, yeah. She was a lead teacher for True Girl way back when we were Secret Keeper Girl. So she has done the road life. Mm-hmm. Um, she has written a book. Mm-hmm. Ma, um, Mom. What is it called? What's the book called? One Year. It's a really memorable. Wait. Which one are we it's, talking about? It's a very generic. Uh, one the of the one books year they probably One Year Devotional. Mother, Daughter, Mother. Mm-hmm. The Mother Devot. <laughs> <laughs> that one. The mother to daughter <laughs> devotional mother daughter. for mothers and daughters. 
out for a whole year. Yeah. So try to Google that and find it. Yeah. You're gonna oh, let a copy. That's so great. <laughs> and also some of the, one of the fiction books for the True Girl lineup. So um, you've probably read some of her work. She also has some of her own books that she's published, and we're gonna be telling you more about those as the year goes on because she's gonna be doing some mom workshops on those because they're more for moms, not the girls. But Janet, tell us about your kids and your mom style. My mom style um, to my three kids, so Lucy is 20 currently, Eve is 15, and Jack is 14. Eve is adopted from China, and both Eve and Jack are freshmen. So it's like having twins, but not entirely, but kind of. (laughs) And my mom style, I think, I I have a saying in my house, laughter before laundry. Mm. So if my house is unkempt, according to others' opinions, is because I choose (laughs) relationship and fun over like laundry and dishes and all that kind of thing. So, but that also means my house doesn't get cleaned as often as some would (laughs) probably want it to be. So my mom style is like this fine line between relaxed and very unrelaxed. So Mm. as much as I am really relaxed about like laughter before laundry, I also relish those moments of hyper controlling my children and how (laughs) clean their rooms are or whatever. I just, I just like bounce back and forth between totally chill and, and like hyper control, you know, it's, It's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde probably for my kids sometimes. I feel like that's pretty consistent of all moms, a little Jekyll and Hyde in all of us, right? (laughs) We'll try to find that balance. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what expressive means. Yeah. Maybe Mm. that's it. Mm -hmm. Shani, you keep thinking. You're going to figure it out. (laughs) We will have you figure it out by the end of this podcast episode. Exactly. We'll we'll help you, girl. We're here for you. I appreciate Um, it. Okay. So, and I, at this point, am not only a mom, but also a grandmother. So my children are the oldest in the bunch. And Janet got to watch them grow up. Robbie Mm. just turned 30. I have a 30, stinking 30-year-old. I mean, that just... That just doesn't seem possible. I don't think that's possible. And then my girls, it's like they were twins separated at birth because one of ours is also adopted. Three, what? What did I say? Oh, Robbie's 31. (laughs) Robbie turned 31. Did I miss that birthday? And the podcast technician says, I know your son better than you From the broadcasting studio, running the buttons, really, and pushing my buttons. Is saying that my son is 31. Is that real, I mean, Blake? You gave birth to him. You get to make up his age. Don't you worry about what these people are saying. Okay. This is the well, best. as I was saying, I have a 31-year-old. <laughs> so is your mom style forgetfulness? I'm not good with math. Everyone knows me, knows I'm not good with math. Okay, so my daughters, whose age I won't say, but they're like three years younger than Robbie-ish. Um, they're, they're three months apart. Well, they're actually mm-hmm. two months apart. One's birthday is in October, the beginning of October. One's at the end of December. So they're kind of like twins separated at birth. But mm-hmm. um, Autumn is adopted from China and Lexi is the daughter of my womb. I call Autumn the daughter of my heart because we adopted her. I love that. So we're kind of from the age of, is your, is your little, the last of the Mackenzie's five years old? He is five. Five and 31 (laughs) is the oldest of our kids. So we're parenting it up pretty much all the stages. Minor teenagers and and adult. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom's style is obviously forgetting my children's age. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that's a thing. So own it. Yeah. Just own it. <laughs> so what I could use a little of today is the topic of the month here on the True Girl Momcast, and that is some wisdom. Mm. Wisdom. We're focusing on that this month. Each month we t- pick a topic and we talk about how do we 
put that into the hearts of our daughters. And I'm, I was thinking about in a world that's so full of opinions today. I mm. mean, have we ever lived at a more opinionated time? I could use one <laughs> no. less opinion. And experts, the experts, all you have to do is have a social media account and you're an expert, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like y- right. you don't actually have to have gone to school and learned anything. You right. have a social media account and an opinion. You are an expert. And so we have all these isms, individualism, relativism, racism, hedonism, transgenderism, existentialism. I didn't even say that right. That's, a, That's okay. Because Janet you know didn't say devoters, right? <laughs> devoters. Existential. I can't say that one. I'm not going to. Existentialism. There, thank you. Existentialism. Um, you can say that word. With, with <laughs> all those things out there mm-hmm. competing for our daughter's belief system, mm-hmm. our girls need the wisdom of God. Yeah. So what, as you, as moms, what freaks you most out about what your daughters are hearing in today's world? You know, it makes me think about so back when dinosaurs roamed the earth and we went to video stores and I was renting a VHS tape as we did to watch movies. Mm-hmm. I remember walking into the video store and it was like, it was about Halloween. It was Halloween time. So there's a big display of all the scary movies and they're just, you know, really scary things like it's this really, you know, demonic covers on them and, you know, all the spooky stuff. And I remember seeing another movie kind of by it that I knew had, um, an, an ungodly message, but it wasn't, it didn't have something like 666 on the front or anything. It didn't look mm-hmm. like a scary movie. And I remember in that moment, the Lord, you know, just speaking to my heart saying, you don't like, like the things that look evil aren't the things that you need to really be most concerned about because I'm mm-hmm. not going to dive into a movie that has some picture of Lucifer on the cover. Right. But I would pick up this other movie that has maybe even a more destructive message to it mm-hmm. because it looks like something good. And I think that's what I tell my kids. Like, yeah, obviously stay away from the things that look evil, but the things you really need to be aware of are the things that look really good, but they're evil underneath it when you dive mm-hmm. into it. And so that's what Shani and I were talking a little bit about that in the way in today. That's what I'm most concerned about for my daughters, the things that look good. And even some people who are saying they're followers of Christ are saying, but if you dig in deeper, you're like, mm. wait, that's not a godly message. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, the subtle ones. The, the subtle subversive. Ones, the almost truthful ones. Right. Did you guys, did you say you drove in together? No. no. See? Um, no. Don't, don't we just so happened to arrive at the same somehow, time. Somehow they came together and didn't <laughs> mm-hmm. invite me to get, okay, Space I was fine. Focus, right? uh, what, are you, what are you freaked out about, Shani? Um, you know, years ago, I had a friend and, and well, She's still my friend, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But she uh, she preached a sermon, and she was specifically kind of talking about that missionary dating, you know, mm-hmm. thing. Um, but mm-hmm. she said something that I always say uh, to this day, and she said, you know, when you drop a white glove in the mud, the mud doesn't get all white and glovey. Mm. Uh, and mm. I think that is <laughs> my biggest concern. Um, you want to believe that you've put enough in your child and that they've, they've, they've got enough God, you know, mm-hmm. to go out and be the light mm-hmm. um, yeah. in these dark places. But I still question, you right. know, of course, right. mm-hmm. and I, I'm <laughs> probably going to be doing it for the rest of my life. But it's like, yeah, you know, do they have, do they have enough in them for when yeah. they actually see this thing like mm-hmm. close up and personal that they'll know how to combat it, that and, they'll have word to combat it, that mm-hmm. they'll they'll be able to still be friends with the person that, you know, is, you know, going completely left from what they believe. Yeah. 
and not be the one that's influenced. And we need mm. the wisdom of God as moms yeah. to know when our daughters can handle that. For example, you bring up the yeah. idea of missionary dating. Mm-hmm. Well, there are some kids that can handle the public school yeah. and their faith can handle it. There mm-hmm. are some kids that absolutely cannot. Right. And there are some kids that can handle a relationship with someone who's completely lost and dark in their faith. Mm-hmm. And there are some kids that cannot. And we mm-hmm. need the wisdom of God to know how to put up boundaries for our kids. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, what is the solution to all these messages our kids are hearing. Mm-hmm. And I think that the solution is the Word of God. We're going to go ahead and have a little scriptural snack here. Yes. Um, even a little scriptural snack mm-hmm. can be nourishing to our souls. So Absolutely. today I'm going to bring the scriptural snack. I brought the snacks today, oh, girls. Yum, yum. Okay. Yes. Ah. I brought the scriptural <laughs> snack. You guys get to just sit back and devour it. Open your Bibles if you have them to Proverbs 1, 1 to 7. I know you're probably driving. So if you are, <laughs> don't open your Bible. I the will read to you. They probably yes. have it memorized, <laughs> yeah, right? Memorized. All the listeners of this podcast of the Bible memorized. Yes. <laughs> so Proverbs 1, 1 to 7, we get this beautiful picture of wisdom from King Solomon. So let me read it to you. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear an increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. And here's where I really want you to hear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Mm. So where does wisdom begin? Where does it start? The fear of the Lord. Fear How do Lord. we start? The fear mm-hmm. of the Lord. That's mm-hmm. right. The fear of the Lord. I looked up the word fear in the um, ancient Hebrew. What does the word fear mean in this sense? Because I've always been like fearing God. Like everything good I get is from God. He mm-hmm. is He is my heart. He is my soul. I love him. He is my gift giver. He is my protection. What does it mean to fear the Lord? The Hebrew word is yara. It means to bow before, to submit to, to worship, to obey. Hmm. So think about that. Like mm-hmm. fearing God means I'm bowing before him. I'm worshiping him. I'm submitting to him. I'm obeying. Mm. Anyone that's heard my life testimony knows that I've really struggled with understanding the fear of the Lord because for many years, I never really shared transparently my journey to Christ and my journey back to Christ when I wandered from him because I was afraid of what people would think. Mm -hmm. So the fear of man really is the opposite of the fear of the Lord. And with all these isms out there, all these opinions and all these thoughts, we have got to arm our daughters up so that they don't live in the fear of man, the fear of what other people think, but they live Live and operate in the fear of God that is submitting to him, worshiping him, Mm. obeying him, not caring what other people think, not Mm. caring callously, not not caring callously like I don't care what you think, but I hear you, I understand your opinion, Mm. but I cannot veer from what God says about this issue. And this is what he says. So there's a compassionate way that we do not waver in what God says. Mm -hmm. And how do we get to that place? How do we get to that place? We obey God's word. We submit to it. And how Mm -hmm. do we get to that place? We have to get in God's word and know Mm -hmm. what it says so we can submit to it. That's the (laughs) beginning of wisdom. So let me take you back to the um, Old Testament to talk about a guy named Joshua. Mm. Joshua. Yes. I feel like he was such a... 
a, a wonderful example of wisdom. And yet he lived at a time when wisdom was in short supply. Mm-hmm. So the world was full of fools, right? Because mm-hmm. the Bible says, the verse I just read said, fools despise wisdom. Fools despise instruction. So these, there were a lot of people around him, different people groups, pagan people groups that despised the wisdom and the instruction of the one holy true God. They were mm-hmm. worshiping idols. They were living sexual um, depraved lives. They were living selfish, greedy lives. So the world was full of fools. But that didn't mean that God's people, the Israelites, didn't have a few somewhat foolish people in the midst. So let's go to that spot where 12 spies are chosen. This is, they're about to go into the promised land. They finally, you know, take 40 years and finally they get to the edge of it and God's, they send 12 spies in. I want to point out, God did not tell them to send the spies in. Well, there's your first problem, <laughs> right? But they're like, let's check it out and see if it's safe, right? Let's Why? Let's because they feared man. Mm-hmm. What's in there? Mm-hmm. Will they let us in? Can we come in? Mm. Wow. So they send mm. the twelve spies in, mm. and how many spies come back and say, "Oh no, we shouldn't do it." Ten of Ten. them. Ten mm. of them say, "There's giants in the land. We can't do it. It's too scary." But two of them say, "Let's do it." And it's not that they didn't see the giants. They knew the giants were in there. They probably mm-hmm. had some of the same fear that those other 10 spies had. They had fear. But Caleb and Joshua had the fear of God. They said, God said this is our land. So whatever we see with our eyes, God says, go. We got to go. He can be trusted. We right. must obey him. Now, here's where I want to point out. Even though these were men that had the fear of God, mm-hmm. Joshua was afraid. Joshua was afraid because we see in the very first chapter of Joshua that God says, okay, Joshua, I can see that you're obeying me. I see that you fear me. I know you're a little afraid. Mm -hmm. So God tenderly says, okay, let me give you the key to wisdom. Joshua 1, 8. And this is our key verse for our true girls this month. This book of the law, that is what I've written down, my words, my truth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according that all, to all that is written in it. That sounds like fearing God, right? Submit to, bow before, obey. So you meditate in the word and then you do what's in it. You obey it, you submit to it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So Absolutely. that's our scriptural snack for the day. That was a good snack. It's a good snack. I'm kind of full. It's truly amazing how that passage from the Old Testament totally applies to what we were talking about earlier All those isms in our world, individualism, hyper and over-the-top feminism, transgenderism, these are like the giants in our land. And I don't want my kids to be one of the 10 that cower in the fear of man. Mm -hmm. I have a strong desire to raise Joshua's and Caleb's who live in the fear of God. You know, Dana and Shani, I just want to take a minute and have a sidebar with the listeners if that's okay. I'm betting you're listening to this conversation because that's your desire too. You might even fear those giants and how they impact your kids. But let me remind you, obeying and fearing God takes courage. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's doing the right thing in the face of Mm -hmm. fear. And that requires wisdom. Wisdom to know the right thing to do. How do we, as Dana just encouraged, get our daughters to meditate on the word of God so that they do know right from wrong when they face the giants in our land? It's time to get practical. So let's hash it out. Let's talk about what what we've just explored there, Mm -hmm. like meditating how do we get our daughters meditating as well as like fearing God and obeying him when they meditate, not fearing what their friends think? 
This is really interesting to me that you call that a scriptural snack because just last night, my daughter Eve, who's 15, Mm -hmm. told me she stopped reading her Bible about two weeks ago because she was having some memories from her past and she was getting angry at God. So she's like, I'm not going to read the word. So she hadn't. And then last night we had a worship service with our church and she said during worship, God spoke to her and he said, I was there. I was there. I was there just repeatedly to her. Mm. And she was talking to me on the way home and she said, is it normal to feel empty when you don't read God's word? Mm. <laughs> Can I snap? Oh, yes. yeah. Yes, and I was please. like, I said, absolutely. And I said, here's the thing. <sighs> When you felt empty from his word, did you fill it with something else? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you know, whatever, texting or games or whatever, mm-hmm. reading for her. She's a, probably addicted mm-hmm. to reading yeah. books. And it was such a good conversation. And it it re- makes me think about this. Like she wasn't meditating on God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, let's go back to that two weeks ago when you were having those memories and you're getting mad at God. Did you tell anybody? Mm-hmm. She's like, No. I said, so did you have any support during the time? No. So we talked about it. It was a great launch point for conversation. She learned something really valuable and God spoke to her, which is gold. But it, it, kind of listening to your talk, Dana, your teaching, which was amazing, I'm a little, con- I'm a little bit like, I've got to be honest, I'm not sure I did a great job of teaching my girls, like intentionally teaching my kids how to meditate on God's word. And I'm curious, I wonder if I'm not the only one. I mean, like I taught them the importance of God's word, but how to just digest it and chew on it. I was thinking about when I was first, (laughs) when I first became a mom and, you know, when your kids get scared and they run into your room and it's like, oh, you know, it's going to be great. Get in the bed. And and I was convicted Mm -hmm. after a while doing that because it really was a point of pride for me. You know, mm-hmm. you come you. in, they need me. Right. And of course, we're called to protect our children and, and keep them safe. But ultimately, I had to direct them to the one who is <laughs> the ultimate oh, strong tower and al- safe, always right? going yeah. to be the person that dispels your fear. Right. And that's actually when I started kind of feeding that word to them, mm-hmm. you know, and saying, hey, say this scripture. And so now if they're, mom, I'm scared, I was like, okay, well, what's the first thing we we go to? And, you know, of course, God has not given us a spirit of fear or, you know, something else that so applies. teaching them to go to the Word. Teaching them to go there. day by day as they sit, as they stand, as they walk. Wow, that's that it. sounds like the Bible. But it's right. But that's, that's actually where the wisdom hmm. would come from. I always wanted to be that mom that was like, you know, always had a wise word to say. You know, like you see those people and they're like, yes, and if you walk three miles, you'll earn a great living. You know, like they'll, they just have <laughs> yeah. like some great words of wisdom. Like a formula. Do this. Yeah, mm, this plus this equals success. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I need to give them stuff. Mm-hmm. And God was like, you need to give them me, you know, mm-hmm. the give word. them my word. The word. And that was, and that, that is where it really started. And so mm-hmm. now putting that into practice. So Janet, you say, are, 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 am I the only one? Mm-hmm. Um, we surveyed 1500 mm-hmm. church going girls, age seven to 12 and did focus groups with their moms. And when we did, as part of that, we asked their mo- the moms, are your daughters, these 7 to 12-year-olds, reading their Bible and praying daily? Here's what they said. 30% said yes. So about a third. Mm. Yay, go mm. mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 48% no. I'm sure they're not. So almost half of them did not have their daughters in the Word regularly mm-hmm. or praying daily. So that would be... Um, almost a majority. Mm. And then when you add 22% said they weren't sure. Ooh, wow. that actually scares me more than yeah, the knows that they don't know. Mm. So the majority of the girls weren't in their Bibles and praying daily. So 
Mm. Of course, they're not meditating. Mm. Of course, they're not meditating. If they're not being invited to have some time in God's word and pray daily. So the majority of us as moms aren't really being intentional about getting our kids into God's word. It's pretty common. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I, I wonder why that's true. I guess I was thinking a little bit about this, just meditating on the scripture before or earlier. And I think it's easy for me to look at a, a younger child and think, well, they wouldn't know how, or they mm -hmm. wouldn't get the concept of it. But I, I look at my kids, they know how to study. Mm -hmm. They know how to memorize. They know how to obsess over a song. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, so if they know how to do those things, then they know how to chew on something mm -hmm. and right. how to get it into their heads. And I think, you know, would you agree that maybe a lot of moms think that their daughters aren't able to yep, at a absolutely. young age, mm -hmm. but clearly they are able or to they just meditate don't on something. It's an important habit, right? right because right. it's a habit. It's yeah. a habit to get into God's word every mm -hmm. day. And we teach our kids when they're two to brush their teeth. Mm -hmm. That's a mm -hmm. habit. Mm -hmm. Like we teach our kids when they're six or seven to make their bed. That's a habit. We teach them when they go to school to do their homework. That's a habit. We teach them to practice their piano. That's a habit. Mm -hmm. Somehow we're just not thinking that the habit of being in God's word and praying daily mm -hmm. is one that we need to introduce to them at an early stage in life. Right. Hmm. We, don't, we don't value it enough, maybe. I have a thought. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder, because I meet a lot of women who are intimidated by God's word, like they don't feel like they can understand it themselves. So, yep. so I wonder if there's something, and I've maybe had thoughts like that. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't probably rip open the book of Amos for my kids yeah. and say, let's <laughs> meditate on this. Good old Amos. But, Start but I wonder if their right. own insecurity about understanding God's word makes them think, well, if I don't understand it, then my daughter certainly won't understand it. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. So our insecurity can our keep insecurity. our God. So what you're saying hmm. is our insecurity can keep our daughters. What did you say? Daughters. Daughters. Can keep our daughters from um, one of the greatest gifts that they can ever know: wisdom, mm -hmm. fearing God. Well, that's our, a mic drop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I like the word intentionality. I mm -hmm. like that you said that you're like using the everyday moments, like when they're scared at night. Mm -hmm. But when do you start teaching them that that formal habit, like mm -hmm. expectation of, I want you to be in God's word. I want you to have your own quiet time. I want you to have your own prayer journal. When do we start that? What age? It's probably different for every mom and depending on your kid too, and what age they learn to read and comprehend or all the things. But I... Once my kids started having regular chores, actually, mm -hmm. and this, don't worry, I'm not calling it a chore, but I wrote it into their daily, like, day of responsibilities, mm -hmm. personally. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because just last night, as I mentioned to Eve earlier, part of that conversation, she said, I haven't been reading my Bible for two weeks. And I know I should because it's on my chore list. And I said, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Uh, That's not why you read God's word. That's to help you build a discipline. The reason mm -hmm. you read God's word is because it's life. Mm -hmm. It's life giving to you. Mm -hmm. It fills you up. It's living. It's how you learn about the Lord and become more like him. But that's when I started introducing it. It's like, this is just part of your daily life. This yeah. is what you do. It's an expectation. It's just, yeah. And just as we need to keep our house clean, our room clean mm -hmm. and help out with the family, you also need to be in God's word on some level. I was eight years old when my mom handed me a children's daily bread 
and said, Mm -hmm. I want you to read this every day. And she just had this expectation. Like it wasn't like, no, no, you're young and you're never too young to start. None of that stuff. It was just like, yeah. be in the word mm-hmm. and there isn't a junior great commission there isn't mm-hmm. a junior mm-hmm. salvation yeah. there isn't a junior holy spirit amen there, there's no junior so if your daughter knows jesus she needs to be feasting on the word of god yeah. growing in the wisdom and fear of god yeah Janie, what do you do with your girls um well Oddly enough, the Daily Devos um, has proven to be something. The True Girl Daily the Devos? The True Girl well, Daily Devos. Ding, ding, ding. Um, for my 10-year-old, like every morning, well, since she was, I guess, nine now. But yeah, every morning she comes in the room and I've put the onus on her. So she comes into the room and like, you know, she'll open it up and she reads for the day. And you have her come into your room. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so she'll she'll come. So you're sort of supervising. Yeah, almost because with her, I, like, she's very she's good when you put systems in place and mm-hmm. like, but it's something she's come to look forward to. So she actually sets her alarm. It's it's helped with her waking up and stuff mm-hmm. like that because she's like, okay, well, six thirty, I have to be up, so we'll have time to do that because if she wakes up later. You know, then we'll we'll ha- we'll do like two that night or something like that. But she's like, no, I, I want to make sure I get them done in the morning. I don't know when you when we talked about intentionality. I was thinking, um, I agree, we have to be intentional. But for s- some moms, I think it would be easy to take the word intentional and turn mm-hmm. it into another should. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like has to Expound. be spirit driven. It to, does. It has to be Jesus driven. Right. Yeah. And if, if God is speaking to us about how to help our children mm-hmm. meditate in the word, we don't need to take that on as a should. Right. We should take that on with great joy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I can almost hear some of the mom's eyes rolling, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like, I guess that's what eye rolling sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Not like um, <laughs> because I've seen it, you know, sitting across tables from people and like, I, how am I ever going to do this? How am I going to mm. add that to what I have to do? And like I just said, this isn't a should thing. So I would say, you know, whether I don't know what your relationship with God looks like. I don't know how you think about God speaking to you. But mm-hmm. I do know this. If you ask him, Lord, what's the best way for my daughter to learn how to meditate in your word? Would you just give me one thing to do? Just ask him for one simple mm. step, one simple thing. I am sure that he will answer that prayer because he cares deeply about your children. He cares Mm. deeply about you and your relationship with your child. And every time I've asked God, God, how do I draw my child closer to you? He wastes no time Mm. in answering me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so then you just pay attention and trust that whatever he brings in front of you is exactly what your child needs. And it may Mm -hmm. not look like the same thing your friend's child needs and your friend who spends two hours in Bible study with their child every morning, which is great. If (laughs) someone does that, that's fantastic. Bless you. But, be yeah, be yeah. blessed in what God has God led you to do for your child because he knows them perfectly. Hey, True Girl Moms. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about the newest box in the True Girl subscription, the Wisdom Box. If you're already subscribed, here's a quick preview of what you'll be getting this month. If you're not subscribed, here's what you could be getting this month. So in the Wisdom Box, we're going to help your daughter push reset on the habit of spending time in God's Word, learning wisdom that can only come from Him. As always, the box contains daily devos for your daughter. This is my daughter's favorite part. A mom-daughter connecting experience 
memory verse cards, a special charm that will serve as a reminder of your time together. It's also packed with fun and meaningful items that help reinforce the theme of wisdom. There's a special journal. We're calling it the Magnificent, Sensational, Marvelous, Super Truth Processing Journal. That includes sections for truth processing, taking sermon notes during church, prayer doodling, and getting into the habit of gratefulness. You'll also get a very special owl pen to use along with that journal, a super cute knit True Girl beanie to help her keep warm this winter, and so much more. To learn more or subscribe now, go to mytruegirl.com slash subscription. This episode is full of mic drops. Is it too late to change the name of our podcast to the True Girl Mic Drop? Yeah, what was that name we almost used? Well, <laughs> so Come my on. idea, and it just didn't stick, but although it's sticking in my mind, is we should, because it's Shani, yeah. Dana, and Janet, we all have the A-N thing going on, so I thought we should call it <laughs> a little drum, drum roll. The Hootenanny with Shani, Danny, and Janny. I love it. I lo- you like it. What I is love a it. Hootenanny? <laughs> it's like a hoedown. Oh. Yeah, yeah like it a, is. like a, well, that's a great question, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> they don't Sign even up know. For is like, uh, even it's like know. a big to do. It's a big deal. It's a, it's a big deal. It's yeah. like a kerfuffle. Yeah, a kerfuffle. What's a kerfuffle? Yeah, let's just describe it with a made up word. <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us for the first True Girl Momcast. It has been so much fun. The world's going to tell your daughter that she needs self-esteem. But here's a newsflash. She doesn't. What she needs is God-esteem. Because if she understands who God is, she'll understand her own value without making too much of herself. Learn how to talk to your daughter about being made in the image of God. That's next month on the True Girl Momcast. Until then, isn't it good to know that you're not the only mom who wants you and your girl to grow closer to Jesus? Join the community of like-minded moms by subscribing to our newsletter at mytruegirl.com or follow us on Instagram at truegirlofficial. I'm Janet Mylan. For Dana Gresh, Shannon McKenzie, and the whole team of moms on a mission at True Girl, remember, you, my sister in Christ, are not alone.